Welcome to the Swim Swim Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges, and today joining me is two-time involuntary transferee, uh, Ben Ginger. Ben, how's it going? Pretty good. Um, yeah, I'm just at home now in Pennsylvania, but um, not too bad. an unfortunate string of events you you originally swam for eastern michigan one year and then their men's program was cut uh and you transferred to east carolina there for two you swam there for two years and then their program was recently cut um you recently committed to uh youngston state in ohio which honestly i'm just fascinated that you've uh, between your high school and college you've you've lived in four different states is that right yeah yeah um yeah originally from pennsylvania um mm-hmm. i went to school in michigan for a year and then two years in north carolina and now i'll be going to ohio so yeah three different out-of-state schools but yeah kind of just been all over yeah so so I'm ex- I'm excited to get into all this and, and get your perspective because obviously you you're in a unique position. Um, so let's let's kind of let's back it up, start at the beginning. Um, how'd you get into swimming? Um, so I'm the youngest of six in my family. Um, so I have four older sisters and an older brother. Um, all four of my sisters swam throughout high school, and three went on to swim in college. Um, one of my sisters did swim at Eastern Michigan as well. So that's kind of how I you know heard of the school and stuff. Um, but I never really was into swimming myself. I didn't start swimming until my sophomore year of high school. Um, so I'd always kind of been around the sport because of them, you know, was at meets all the time watching them and stuff. But um, yeah, I don't know, it wasn't really for me for a while. And then um, I actually did gymnastics for like eight years. And then my freshman year of high school, I was on the diving team. And then beginning of sophomore year, um, I decided to start swimming. Um, I would always do like summer league swimming in the summer just for fun. You know, it wasn't serious and, you know, always practice all the time, but um, it was just something I did for fun. And, you know, like my family always did it. So um, I kind of just decided to take it a little bit more seriously and kind of follow in their footsteps. And, um, you know, I think switching to swimming was one of the best decisions I've ever made. You know, I'm really happy um, to be doing it, especially at the collegiate level. So, yeah, I wasn't ready to give it up just yet. Yeah. Okay, so we we just recently had a podcast with Missy Franklin and her husband, and we and we talked about the joy of swimming, mostly um, how that is grown during summer league, right? Um, what what made you decide to go over to swimming that sophomore year? Did it have anything to do with that summer league experience? Um, I would say so. Yeah. Um, like I said, growing up, I always kind of did it in my older siblings um, did as well. And then they went on to coach the summer league whenever they were older and in college and whatnot. Um, And I always loved like watching them swim and just being on summer league was always, you know, it's like a community thing. It's super fun. um, And it's really competitive, which I love. Um, And then, yeah, I kind of just, I was always able to like keep up with the year round swimmers that did it in the summer league as well. Um, So I think with that, I was like, you know, maybe this is something I could get a lot better at if I trained year round for it. So um, I, you know, I thought it was time to make the switch. I thought it was in the blood and it's kind of worked out since then. 
but yeah, I'd say summer league was a huge part of, you know, that decision to switch. Yeah. Okay. So I, I have a, a few personal questions. What, how old is your oldest sibling? What's, what's the age gap here? Um, so she's currently 32 um, okay. and I'll be 22 in October. So we're 10 years apart. Okay. Gotcha. So, so you guys are pretty close. Yeah. I mean, there was, that's a full house. Yeah. Yeah. And always has been. Um, So yeah, kind of just watching them, you know, grow up and go off to college and just keep swimming is always something that I wanted to do. Um, And, you know, for a while I didn't think it was going to be in swimming, but you know, I'm happy it is now. Yeah. Do you have a favorite sibling? It's okay to be honest. (laughs) I do get that question a lot. (laughs) Kind of hard to answer though. I would say like my relationships with each of them kind of, fluctuate just depending on um I guess where each of them are living at the time because you know people come and go and um I don't know I'd say it kind of changes throughout the years but I don't, I don't know if I could pick a favorite that's especially a, if you watch this I can't that's a very that's a very civil answer and I totally I totally buy it I think if you I have one sibling I have two siblings uh one, one, and one is a half sibling, but I have one sibling who I grew up with and I'm really close to. And the other one is, uh, my half sibling, he's much older than us. And so he was, a, you know, we, we just naturally weren't as close with him cause he lived somewhere else for most of our childhood. And, uh, and we, we just didn't grow up with him. Um, but it sounds like, you know, if you guys are only 10 years apart from top to bottom, um, that, mm-hmm. that sounds like you have seems like you would have a good relationship with all of them and and uh are are they are you close to any of them now are they all in pennsylvania did they totally spread out were they like get me away from this <laughs> this madhouse um the oldest two well actually i mean everyone's always um you know just kind of moved out and kind of gone on their own especially after college so they have been spread out my sisters in the past were in tennessee and nashville area um and then, you know, I had a sister out in Wisconsin for a little bit, but three of the sisters are back um, in Pennsylvania. Like one lives just down the road from me, well, two of them actually, one's in the same neighborhood. So yeah, the oldest two are back and um, the youngest sister's also in town. So proximity wise, they are close. Um, my brother is in Silver Spring, Maryland, so he's not too far. Um, and then one of my other sisters is in the Philly area. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've been all over the place, but they've kind of congregated a little bit closer now in general, we're all in a much closer um, proximity. So yeah, you know, they're back. (laughs) (laughs) That seems really cool. Um, It is nice for sure. I mean, you, you automatically have five role models to look up to, which, which, you know, I'm, I'm also the youngest sibling and it was, it always seemed easy to, to follow in someone's footsteps. Um, Yeah. So all right, so let's get back to you. Sorry. Uh, so you start swimming sophomore. I, I have one more question about your past. Uh, you did gymnastics for eight years. Uh, can I ask how tall you are? Um, 5'11". Okay. But yeah. Did I, uh, you know, I, I know that from, from the outside, I know in gymnastics, uh, usually the athletes, the elite, the more elite athletes are on the shorter side. Did you grow out of gymnastics or did you kind of fade away interest-wise? Um, I'd say it's a little bit of both, but the height thing definitely played a role. I did, um, you know, start growing a lot more in high school. Um, and yeah, it was just something I didn't see as long-term anymore. Um, 
but I mean, when I was younger, that's like all I wanted to do and thought that I was going to, you know, take that through college. But yeah, height definitely played a role. Um, I was getting bigger and, you know, yeah, like you said, most gymnasts are on the shorter side. Um, so yeah, I think my body, you know, did play a role and it was definitely more suited towards swimming. Um, but yeah, and then for a while I thought it was just going to be diving. Um, cause you know, that gymnastics kind of played well into diving that they kind of went hand in hand in that sense. Um, but just being around swimming within the diving, I think also helped me, you know, make that jump because I wanted the more competitive side of it. I thought the racing was really exciting. And, um, so yeah, all of those factors helped me, you know, make that decision to become a swimmer. So you start, you start swimming seriously sophomore year. Um, <clears throat> when, when, when did it become a, a, a goal for you or a, or a thing in your vision to, to swim in college? Um, I would say probably the end of that sophomore year. Um, you know, the beginning, obviously I was a lot slower and it was a tough sport to get into, um, especially surrounded by people that have been doing it for years. So like in that sense, it was pretty intimidating. Um, I think it was like September of that year. So I think that was 2014. Um, and then I went to a meet in November. Um, and you know, it was okay. Uh, it was like my first real meet, but then at the end of that year, um, I had sort of my first shave and taper meet. Um, and I dropped like a bunch of time from the beginning of the year, which, you know, was almost expected at that point. But, um, I think then it started to really become almost a reality that I think I went into swimming knowing or knowing that I did want to swim in college, but, you know, I didn't know how, um, sort of plausible that was going to be with, you know, I didn't have that much time left in high school, but, um, yeah, I'd say at the end of sophomore year, it started to become a reality and I could see myself doing a lot bigger things. Yeah. Were, were you always a breaststroker? I think so. Yeah. At that first meet that I mentioned, I swam the hundred breasts. I went like 108. Um, but at the time, you know, my coach was like, it's not bad, like for where you're at. And he's like, we can definitely get that down. Um, and I think he sort of just saw, you know, from coaching me in practice, and whatever, um, just kind of noticed how my breaststroke was better than the other strokes. Um, going into it, I, just kind of for some reason assumed I'd be a sprinter. I don't know why, but um, yeah, breaststroke kind of just worked the best. And, you know, as we trained it throughout the years, it just got better. So yeah, I think I've always really been a breaststroker. Do you, do you like breaststroke or was that something you just kind of fell into? Um, at first it was something I just fell into, but I do really like it. Um, especially the 200. I actually like the two breast and it wasn't really something I started training hard for until college. Um, so my freshman year, I did a lot of training that was like a lot longer and, um, two breasts sort of became my better event. I was in high school. I just, um, sort of classified, classified myself as a hundred breaststroker. Um, cause I never, you know, it's not a high school event, so I didn't really ever swim it often. And yeah, when I got to college, I trained a lot more and it became my better event and I actually like enjoyed swimming it. Nice. So, yeah. That it's certainly not a typical answer, but that's, yeah. that's a, that's pretty cool. I think that's certainly one advantage of coming into the sport later is that, is that you don't necessarily, uh, have a, have a, have an idea of what to expect in certain events. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, I didn't ever really, I was like terrified of the 200 breasts at first. Um, but then again, you know, as I started training for it more and racing it more, um, it became a better event. I actually, you know, once I learned how to swim it, then that's whenever I really started to like it. Yeah. 
So, all right. So you're a breaststroker. You, you see vast improvements your sophomore year. Um, take us, take us through how, how you ended up at Eastern Michigan. I know you mentioned one of your sisters swam there. Um, but yeah, what, what made that the school to be at for you? Yeah. So, you know, like you just said, my older sister swam there. Um, she graduated in 2012. So, um, I graduated high school in 2017. So, you know, she was done with college before I was done with high school. Um, but I never, it wasn't somewhere I actually saw myself going at first. Um, like I said, three of my sisters swam in college and then the other two went to their own colleges as well. So I really wanted to have my own place in my own school. But, um, you know, I got in contact with the coach, Peter Lynn there at the time, fantastic guy, fantastic coach. And, um, you know, I scheduled the recruiting trip and I just, once I was there, you know, I just like fell in love with the team. Um, just felt really like just from the trip, like I felt like I was already on the team and, you know, everyone there was just amazing and I had the best time and a lot of people from my trip ended up committing there as well. So, you know, I kind of made those friends on the trip and then going into freshman year, it was really nice to kind of already know them a little bit. Um, so yeah, I'd say just from the recruiting trip that I took there, I kind of just knew that that was the place I wanted to go. Um, I had some reservations because again, I didn't want to go to the same school as my sister, but you know, I kind of had to just let that, let that go. And, um, you know, and it was a great year, so I'd, I don't regret it at all. Yeah. So f- from the outside looking in, Peter Lynn is kind of a, an, un- an unsung legend in the swimming community from my perspective, you know, that you, you talk to, to any, any seasoned coach on deck and they'll say, Peter Lynn was making chicken salad at, at Eastern Michigan for years. You know, he, he would, he would get these, these, uh, I guess, diamonds in the rough or just the, these, these raw swimmers, much like yourself who hadn't, who hadn't been in it for too long, or I don't know, maybe just needed the the right kind of attention and, you know, you'd yeah. see their results a few years later and um, especially in breaststrokers, I think, you know, Delaney Duncan comes to mind in right. recent memories. Uh, you know, he, he was, he was really doing something right. So, so for you at that one, with that one year at Eastern Michigan, uh, what was the special sauce for you? Um, I think just the training in general, um, it was a lot more than I was used to. Um, but, you know, the training I had in high school was great. Um, my high school coach, Ryan Sprang, was great for, you know, where I was at at the time. And, you know, I got a lot better throughout high school. But, yeah, like you said, I don't think – I think Coach Peter Lynn, you know, kind of took a chance on me because when I had committed there, I personally I wasn't, wouldn't say I was fast enough to go there um, by any means. So, you know, I dropped a lot of time while I was there. And I would say his training – you know, it was tough. It was, a, it was a big adjustment at first. Um, you know, he did a lot more yards than I was used to. Um, but I, again, I got to train that longer breaststroke, um, rather than just sprint. And I think it really helped just overall. And like, you know, we do breaststroke a lot, but he hit all the points and we, you know, we did a lot of long stuff, a lot of distance, a lot of breath control, just you name it, we did it. Um, so yeah, I would just say the training was a big adjustment, but you know, in the end it worked out. Yeah. For, for you personally, I, I, uh, I do some coaching at a club level and I think breaststroke is one of my favorite things to coach because there's so many ways to coach it. Uh, yeah. do you have a favorite part of, of training maybe that, that you did at Eastern Michigan? Um, you know, a favorite thing that you would do specifically for breaststroke or maybe just in general, 
that you that you really liked? I don't know. That's tough. I wouldn't say I liked it because it was all like really hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, one thing that specifically you know sticks out in my mind from freshman year, we had to coach. I think it was a new thing that year. Maybe he just brought it back from past years, but. Um, we had the, the pool tubes, you know, the little black rubber tube I used for pulling, um, mm-hmm. put those around our ankles and do a breaststroke pool. And we would do like fifties, hundreds, even long course of that. And it got me every time. Cause I'd say my kick is a lot better than my pool. So that was definitely a really tough. Um, and there's like people that weren't breaststrokers on the team that would be beating me and some of the other breaststrokers on it. Cause it was tough, but, um, yeah, that's one thing that really sticks out about his, you know, breaststroke training. I mean, I, yeah, I think, I think you put a tube on and it's a completely different stroke at that point. It's basically yeah. underwater butterfly. Yeah. We always get yelled at for doing the butterfly kicks, but <laughs> I, when I'm not moving doing the pool, like I had to do something to get to the other side. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, <clears throat> um, so when Eastern Michigan did get cut, when you got the news, can you talk us about that experience, your initial reaction, and, and, and how you were able to move through that and handle that situation? Yeah. Um, so it was, um, you know, we just come off conference. We had our little two weeks off. And we had just had our first practice back of, like, postseason. So it was a Monday. We just had our first practice. Um, and I was back in the dorms with my roommates. We had like a little apartment style room. And so there's like three double bed or double rooms and a single. Um, we're all just hanging out in there. And one of my roommates like is looking at his phone and we got an email from our coach. Um, but it was kind of an unusual email, not one that he would normally send. And he was telling us there, he just got word there's a mandatory athlete meeting the next morning at I think it was 730 in the football meeting room. So we all just you know, thought this was weird. And my roommate's like, did you guys get this too? Like, he didn't know if he was being singled out, like something was wrong. Um, and we're all like, yeah, like, I don't know what this is about at all. And, um, so, you know, after a while we're kind of just like coming up with, you know, anything that it could be because we had no idea because it was just really out of the ordinary and just not, you know, something normal that he would have sent us. And it was very vague, you know? So my roommates and I are kind of freaking out and, um, we're like asking around and we found out the girls team didn't get the email. So we're like, this is strange. And, you know, coming up with solutions, we thought maybe it was like a team wide drug test or something. Um, And then we're just asking around and we find out softball had gotten it, wrestling and tennis. So, you know, throughout the, I I think it was already around like 8 PM that night. So it was getting a little bit later and we're all just, um, you know, starting to get together and like sort of figuring out, what this could be because you know we had no idea and everyone's trying to like avoid the elephant in the room that it could be a cut because we're like there's just no way they could do it but um so yeah that whole night um people are just getting together we're all just kind of hanging out and kind of putting the pieces together and you know thinking it's a little bit fishy and um some of the girls were talking to our assistant coach Tracy at the time and you know she said she had no idea but she was really upset too and just everyone you know, just saying they had no idea, like, we're all just kind of waiting to see. And I would say a majority of us didn't ever really sleep that night. Um, I know some of my roommates didn't. Um, So we get up, 
and you know go the next morning and all the other teams are in there and we're all just kind of looking around like what's what's this about to be and then you know our ad scott weatherby comes out and like by 7:31, like we all just knew and my one roommate was sitting in the row behind me and just like started crying immediately and everyone is just like in shock like he's like you know we're sorry we have to do this but essentially you're you're just cut and the meeting i don't think lasted more than like five minutes it was i don't know what more they could have said but you know it was it was heartbreaking to say the least and then our coaches come in um you know they're upset crying and i still like i think i'm in shock at this point and then we all go in for one last breakdown a little eagles on three and i think everyone at that point just kind of it all really hit them then so it was emotional for sure. Um, and that's just like the cut part. So navigating through after that was definitely tough too, but yeah, that's how, that's how they did it the first time. <laughs> so I, at least in that situation, what does the aftermath of that look like in terms of, you know, were you told, Oh, you, were you encouraged to stay at the school? Were you encouraged to find other options? Um, you know, was, was practice, could, could you not have practices like the next day or were you allowed to keep swimming through the summer? Um, what did, what, what did I guess the immediate few months after that look like? Yeah. So since, um, it was only March then we had a month or two left of school. They were letting us continue to practice and use the pool. Um, and directly after the meeting, whenever we got back, like we already had, um, the emails that's, there was an attachment, um, the permission to contact form. So we could start talking to other schools right away. Cause I don't think the transfer portal was a thing then. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we had gotten that right away. So, you know, we could begin to get recruited or start talking to other coaches. Um, but yeah, they, we were allowed to use the pool. Um, they would still be honoring scholarships for those that choose to stay. And, um, yeah, that's kind of, I think all we were given at the time. Yeah. And and so, so then what was your path, uh, moving forward? Yeah. So, um, I think that same day I started emailing coaches. Um, I talked to my high school coach at the time. Um, cause you know, I don't think anyone really knew what to do. It was just kind of, I don't know. It all was just kind of shocking at first, obviously. But um, yeah, I started talking to coaches um, and we were get, we were allowed to have five more recruiting trips. So they kind of, they waived that for us. Um, so yeah, EC was one of those. Um, they were one of the first schools I started talking to. Um, but yeah, my roommates and I, we were all kind of talking different and similar places and, you know, planning trips. But it was also, it was stressful because, finals were coming up it was the end of the year we had to figure out moving out of the dorms as well if we were going to stay and you know at that time I had already signed a lease for that next year so I had to figure that out as well um so it was definitely a stressful few months and I didn't I didn't make a decision on where I was going until May so I'd already moved out of school and I was back home and you know I had no idea where I was going to be in the fall um but yeah I think it was towards the end of May that I had committed to ECU Okay. Um, and so, so you're able to swim, uh, at Eastern Michigan while you're there, I'm guessing you swam at at home that summer. Um, 
and then you head to East Carolina and you're there for two years. What, why did you finally decide on East Carolina? Um, so it was one of the recruiting trips that I took. I went there with one of my roommates at the time. Um, and I had a friend from home, Liz Brown, who swam at East Carolina as well. Um, but she graduated before I went on my trip there. So, um, you know, I had a mutual connection there. Um, you know, I liked the school a lot. The coaches were great. Um, you know, they made me a good offer. So at the time it was, you know, the best decision for me. And from an academic standpoint, my credits all transferred over. So I wasn't behind at all. And so just from a swimming and academic point, it was definitely the best decision. Yeah. That was going to be my next question about, mm -hmm. uh, credits transferring over. Cause I can't imagine that's that. Well, yeah, that, that it's good to hear that that was streamlined, uh, that first yeah. go about. Um, so East Carolina, you're there for two years. Um, to tell, tell me about your experience there. You know, you, do you, do you continue to grow as, as a swimmer, as a breaststroker, as a student? Um, you know, what did you gain from, from your experience there? Um, well, I'd say, you know, the transition wasn't easy by any means. Um, you know, me and my other teammates from Eastern Michigan, I think we all kind of had similar experiences in that sense. Not everyone, but, um, cause you know, we're not like normal transfers. Um, we didn't really necessarily choose to leave. Um, cause you know, I was ready for my next three years at EMU. You know, I loved the team in the school, but, um, yeah, I'd say the transition from one team to another was, was really hard. Um, I kind of, you know, didn't give it a chance at first. I was a little more closed off and, um, you know, not really myself at the beginning of the year. Um, cause you know, I was, I was pretty unhappy to, to be honest. I was unhappy there. Um, I missed my team. I missed my friends and it was a rough transition, but, um, you know, once I started to, you know, give it a chance and open myself up to it and just kind of accept that, you know, this is where I am and this is what I, what I'm going to, where I'm going to be the next three years. Um, then it started to change, you know, I got a lot closer with the team, um, I'd say the training was a lot different than what I was used to. Um, but ECU has had really successful breaststrokers in the past. So, you know, I was, I tried to, you know, trust it as much as I could. Um, but I also think just that tough transition played a role in how my sophomore year went swimming wise. Um, Cause you know, I wasn't really near the times I was my freshman year. Um, but again, I'm kind of going to blame that on that tough transition and, you know, just how long it sort of took me to get into the swing of things there. Um, but when I back, went back for junior year, I was a lot more optimistic. I had really close friends, you know, I was excited for the new year. Um, and I did do a lot better than I had as a sophomore. Um, didn't quite reach all of my goals, but, um, you know, I thought I still had another year there to kind of take care of that business. But, um, junior year was definitely a lot better and, you know, I loved the school. Um, I got really close with the team. The coaches were great. Um, but yeah, it's kind of sad it has to end like this. But, you know, I'm not ready to give it up just yet. So, you know, you, you brought up a lot of good points there. Um, it is, I, I think people often, you know, make big transitions in their lives like that and don't give themselves the space to kind of, you know, just settle in um, before expecting bigger and better things out of themselves. Um yeah, I mean, it, when when you have to leave somewhere where that you, that you called home and that you really enjoyed, 
and go somewhere new and foreign um, against your will, I don't see how you couldn't have kind of a lull and a down period before before you get used to it. Um, <clears throat> so, but you said junior year was better. Uh, yeah. And that's, you know, that's really great to hear. What was different about the training um, at East Carolina than Eastern Michigan? Um, so there was sort of, I guess, like two or three distinct like training groups at East Carolina. So um, the sprinters, it's like 100 free, 200 free, 50 free, and um, some flyers, some 100 backstrokers. So the, basically just sprint and breaststroke were together. Um, and then, you know, like the other stroke and distance were together as well. Um, so, and we trained at different times because, you know, we didn't have the full space to all be there at once. So, um, yeah, I was with sprinters. Um, and that's where breaststrokers had really always been, unless you're more before a.m. or then you'd be in the distance group. So, and, you know, my coach there, Kevin, was a great coach. He's, again, he's always had really successful swimmers and sprinters and breaststrokers. So, you know, I try my best to trust him. Um, but there I was trained more as a sprinter. Um, and it helped my hundred a lot. You know, I got down, um, to 54 this year and which is faster than I was at EMU. So I definitely think it helped my hundred a lot. Um, and junior year, the training was different than sophomore year. It was a lot like breaststroke was a little bit more separate. We did a little more aerobic than we had, and we trained a little bit more IM than we had. So, um, yeah, the training was ramped up a little bit, which I think helped for sure. Um, but yeah, that's sort of the main differences I would say. Yeah. Uh, going back to a little bit, I was, I was, I was going to ask this and got ahead of myself. Um, you know, we, we talked about, obviously you didn't want to leave East, Eastern Michigan. Um, and you had a family there, you had a whole team there. Um, did you ever consider just staying and not swimming? Um, at Eastern Michigan? No, I was set on leaving. Um, because swimming-wise, you know, I had a successful freshman year, so I wasn't ready to just give that up yet. Um, and, you know, especially since I did start kind of later than most people in high school, you know, at that point, I'd only been swimming about four years. So, again, um, wanted to continue with that. And um, I would say that's what was different about this time is I did consider staying a lot more. Um, so that was, you know, the tougher decision I had to make this time, um, especially with just one year left. So um, at Eastern Michigan, didn't really consider it. Um, you know, all of the freshman class essentially transferred. So it was definitely something that I wanted to continue doing. Um, and, you know, this time around, I'm really glad I made the decision to keep swimming too. Yeah. I mean, so, so obviously you're put in this position again. Um, it, it, you know, we, we did a lot of reporting on East Carolina, getting cut, trying to bring the team back. I, I don't believe that's been successful as of yet. Um, you mentioned that you thought about staying and, and just not swimming. Um, what was, you know, what was the final factor in, in, in finding another school and, and, uh, and continuing your swimming? Yeah. So, well, lucky enough at Youngstown, I will be able to graduate within two semesters. So that was huge. Um, I didn't really want to have to take extra time on my degree. Um, and, you know, I just, having this happen a second time, I didn't want to let, you know, the poor leadership in both universities kind of decide whenever I was done swimming. I wanted to really finish on my own terms. Um, like I said, haven't been the most satisfied the past two years with my performances. So I really want that last year to just kind of 
finish how I want and, you know, on my own terms. Um, you know, and another big factor was, you know, the pandemic going on. So I didn't really know if there's any guarantee of a season happening. And, you know, if it does, it might not be normal by any means. Um, so I kind of had a little breakdown and was like, is this really something I want to do if the season doesn't happen? And, you know, then I'm at this new place again with, you know, probably not any close friends just yet. And, you know, so it's kind of like, I'd done this once. Do I really want to do it again? But at the end of the day, I definitely do. Um, I definitely want to keep swimming. And I'd say, um, yeah, just being able to graduate on time was huge in that decision factor. And, you know, if something does happen to the season, at least I went out trying. Yeah. So do you think, um, I don't, I don't know if I, I have your short course best times up in front of me. I don't, I don't know about long course. I mean, do, do you think you would try to make a run for Olympic trials? I don't know if you have a trials cut or not yet, but, um, you know, do you think you would continue swimming after you're done with college? Um, potentially, um, I did swim the past two summers. I actually did go back to Michigan and I trained with Peter Lynn, um, through club Wolverine there. So, um, you know, I had some friends over there from Eastern Michigan still. And, you know, we had a little training group that, um, we all worked with and, you know, two summers past two, I've gone to sectionals in Cleveland and competed with all of them. Um, um, I don't know about next summer. I definitely wanted this summer to see if I could get close to a trials cut. Um, but you know, that didn't happen. Um, but I think it would be something I would consider. I do like long course swimming. Um, but yeah, not exactly sure yet. Yeah. Well, and you've certainly got time, um, you know, to, to consider everything. Are you, are you swimming now? Um, I'm just now getting back into it since things are kind of just opening up. Um, it's more on my own just now because, um, I will be moving into school soon. And, um, I think my club team here has a wait list to get on or get in the pool since they're social distancing. So yeah, it's been more on my own just now. Um, yeah, just kind of just now getting back into it. Yeah. So, um, I guess to wrap things up, you know, you're heading to Ohio, uh, as you said, pretty soon, um, you've got one more year of college swimming left. Do you, do you have any closing thoughts, any, any parting wisdoms, uh, moving forward, you know, maybe, maybe anything for any of the other, you know, various teams that have been cut, uh, due to this COVID pandemic due to other reasons in the past few weeks. Um, well, as cliche as it sounds, I would just say, don't give up, um, you know, and if you truly want to keep swimming, you can. Um, I'd say, you know, just personally, again, I'm really thankful to have the opportunity to swim my last year somewhere. Um, I didn't know if that was going to be an option for me whenever this first happened. So, you know, if it's something you really want to do, you can. And, um, yeah, just again, don't give up on it. And just, you know, you can always finish the way you want. Yeah. Well, yeah. Awesome, Ben. Thank you so much for, for your time and, and sharing your experience with us. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And hopefully we'll be able to catch up soon and, and follow your career moving forward. Um, good luck with your last year. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, again, really appreciate it. Um, 
you know, my heart goes out to all of the cut student athletes that, you know, have been cut recently. And, um, you know, it's never too late and just don't give up on it. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swim Podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.